existing law. Consider Lexicon as your number one. Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Good morning. We're talking real estate again on a Saturday morning. Um, kind of talked about the existing home market and how, <laughs> strangely enough, the uh, the asking prices and the purchasing prices are matching up. What's going on with new homes? Everybody is talking about the need for new construction. What, what's going on in that part of the market? Well, lumber prices are still crazy. Um, literally, I will I will actually quote an article that was that came out yesterday in the Realtor magazine, and the article was written by Mike Kemp and the article is titled New Home Sales Drop to Lowest Pace of the Year. Oh goodness. All right. It says here that while lumber costs have come down in recent weeks, they are still more than get ready for this, two hundred and ten percent higher than one year ago. Just one year? One year. And the OSB prices are up, get ready for this, three hundred and eighty percent over last year. Oh, my gosh. So is it a wonder that building is slowing down some? I mean, yes, there are still people out there that want to build, but now it becomes can they afford to build? And they know that they're paying so much more because of these increased prices, and everybody, I think, has hopes that maybe that's going to come continue to come down because, as you remember, I just said, have come down some in recent weeks. So hopefully we'll be coming down yeah. more. Because new prices, new home prices have jumped 18% year over year from May of 20 to May of 21. And we don't know. I mean, can they get the materials? They order the materials. They right. wait. So there's all kinds of woes that continue over building materials. And it's not just so, the lumber itself. It's the appliances you're putting into the home everything. and all the other things. And it says here, about 20% of builders have limited sales activity in recent months to help manage material supply chains and labor availability, according to the Builders Association. Builders are trying to catch up. The number of new homes that are sold but have not yet started construction is up 76% over last year. So inventories in the new home sector remains tight. There are 330,000 new single-family homes for sale, and that is, this is nationwide, of course, right. 4% lower than a year ago. Well, the demand is still there. Yeah, but the price, the median price went up by 18%. Oh so that's, gosh. it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. And, and you mentioned the, the labor availability. That's been an issue for a long time now, and it's it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Yeah, it's getting worse. I mean, it's crazy. There are people that are, they could take jobs. They're being offered jobs, but they don't have the crew to take the job. Right. Right. So many of these guys are retiring who have been doing this for many, many years. Yep. That's very true. And I don't know. It's hard work. It's not an easy, you know, physical labor is not easy. And it seems like, and I'm not dissing young people because I was young once and I know that people my age thought we were worthless when we were young and that wasn't the case and it's not the case now but everything you know these kids grew up in a digital world 
right? Everything they do is pushing buttons and answering phones, and, and it's just different than getting out there and actually doing those physical labor work. Yeah. And it's it's hard. It's hard to get people to do it. I just had a conversation with somebody this past weekend about, you know, they're trying to expose the older kids to the trades through CTEC and some other things, but they probably need to expose them. Start it younger, younger. To, yeah, middle by, school. By the time you're in high school, it's already been hammered in your head that, oh, the only path is college and you need to do this. And boy, oh boy, that's then you not s- the case. <laughs> no, and then you see schools that are, are cutting out like shop class. And, right. and I've heard that it's because it's really, really hard to get teachers to teach it. Oh, I suppose, yeah. There's even you that know, aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a shame. That is a shame because the trades are awfully important, I mean, to help make the world go around. And they are looking for people and they're willing to pay quite well for those yeah, people. Yeah, they're, they're very good. They are very well-paid positions. Yeah. I mean, they work hard and they deserve it, they, but, yep. you know, it's a good way to make a good living. You mentioned the lumber. I was chatting with another person who went to Rochester Fest and apparently there's, I don't know if it's a giveaway or one of these new C8 Corvettes was parked out there. And it was next to a wooden shed, and the joke was, I wonder which one's going to go for more money, the Corvette or the wooden shed? <laughs> yeah, they could have probably put a stack of two-by-fours and sell raffle tickets for it and make a fortune. Who uh, needs to win a Corvette? I need that lumber. So the, what you're telling me from what you're saying is long-term, we're going to be seeing our existing homes be a hot ticket. That's- exactly. So the market isn't changing. There's no bubble that has burst. It's just that sanity has come about, okay? And people are saying, "All right, I'll just I'll just suck it up and if now is not the time, then now is not the time. I will have to wait it out." And that's unfortunate because really that interest rate right. is going to go up and then people are going to say, uh, I should have just bit the bullet and and fought for a few more until I got one. But that's the good news to buyers is you might be able to go out now, find a nice house, write that really solid offer. I'm not telling you we're in a market where you're going to get money off. I don't want to create any kind of, <laughs> you know, dream like that. But if a house is priced right and you go out there and you write a good solid offer, there is a chance that you won't even have to get into a bidding war. And so this is... This is like hopeful. I mean, right? This right. is good. And you were talking previous weeks about some of the things that were making you uneasy about the multiple offer situation, uh, as in people just signing away the idea of having a home inspection. Oh my gosh, home inspection, and then saying, "We'll we'll we'll gap the difference between what the house is worth and what we have to pay for it." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, this is you know some rocky water," but. It's okay. I mean, I'm not saying that every time somebody did that, it was the wrong thing because the values were increasing at such a rate and they did lock in at 2.65 or 15 years for 2.0. So when they've got that going on, um, how do you say they made a bad choice? No, especially if you're in a market like our local market is where you're seeing so much growth happening that that demand's going to be there for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And... uh, have you, did you ever see any of those deals kind of fall apart when people were making the, you know, especially I'm going to cover the cash part of it, and then they're, well, first, no, they're scrambling because, to find the cash? 
Well, I think they lined it up ahead of time. Okay. Thank God we have a lot of really professional, excellent realtors in our market. Now, I have seen some nightmare stories online, but mostly in other markets. So I am so proud of the agents that, you know, we have the pleasure to work with here in CMAR because we work with the pros. And so, no, our deals are going together. Rarely, rarely are they not. So, yeah, no, it is good. Oh, I had to tip my hat to you and your news-finding skills because last weekend we talked about the, the Nightmare House in Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah. It was all over the place this week. It wasn't it just a wasn't that unbelievable? <laughs> you were you were, you had the scoop. Oh well, you know I, I have to be prepared for the show. I can't just come and I'm not Oprah. I don't get to just come and chit chat. I have to be prepared. I have to have some. I have to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, after we chatted last Saturday, I was telling somebody, "Oh, Robin was talking about this house," and then three days later, I'm, "Oh, there it is on the news. There it is, same house." Yeah. All yeah. Right. Crazy. Well, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll come back and chat some more with. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. If you're offered company stock real estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody. Um, Robin, um, the trend had been, I, I know I read on this, and it kind of surprised me because I'm, you know, I'm I'm frozen in place. I love where I'm at. But um, the, the amount of time that people were staying in the homes that they had purchased for the longest time was getting shorter. But I, I, I also read that that's not the case anymore. It's actually getting longer. Is that true? That is true. Um, before the market, you know, kind of took its downturn back in 2009, people were moving like on the average every five years. And I used to joke with people all the time. I would say, they'd say, oh, thank you. I'm going to live here forever. I'm like, I'll talk to you in five <laughs> years. You know, <laughs> I promise you, you're not. And then after that hot mess and things got back together, you know, back on a roll, people were staying a little bit longer, but not a lot longer, seven or eight years on average. So then I would tell people, I'll see you in five to seven years or five to eight years. But now people really are. I mean, in a recent article that I read, I think the average uh, time that people stay in their homes now is like 10 and a half years. So that's also one of the reasons that there's a shortage of homes for sale because they're not moving out of them like they were before. Right. So, I mean, there's so many factors that play in. I did have a client ask me this week, um, they're going to be putting their house on the market. And they said, "Does Mayo is Mayo responsible for a lot of the influx of new homeowners? And I said, listen, one thing you need to know about Rochester is Mayo is responsible for everything. I mean, everything Everything kind of revolves around what's happening at Mayo. Oh, sure. The, the people coming in, the people going out, the people moving up, the people moving down. I mean, everything, right? It's like it pretty much is the nucleus of Rochester. Whether people like it or not, right. it's just true. It's Mayo is time. where it's at. It's yep. where it's at, right. So, yes, of course, it ha- plays a big factor. Well, the thing that people don't think about, and I, I told them, you might think only buyers, 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 but because Mayo has recently allowed so many jobs to switch to working from home, uh, the 
outgoing of people has been a lot. I mean, I'm going to tell you that the last five or six houses that I have listed, I've listed for exactly that reason. People are leaving here. They're not leaving mail, but they're going to work remotely from a warmer climate or work remotely closer to their children or work remotely up at the lake or whatever it is. But because they now have the authority to work remotely, they no longer have to live in Rochester. And as much as you and I both love Rochester and think it's awesome, there are some people who aren't that fond of winters. Oh, really? I'm so yeah, shocked. There's a few. There's a few. <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's so much that comes into play. and um, But, yeah, people don't think, oh, the reason there's a shortage is because people are staying in their house longer. But that is one of the factors that definitely huh. plays into that. Well, it's interesting, too, that that number has doubled since yeah. prior yeah. to the, yes. the housing yeah. crisis of... From the time I got into ago. the business, yeah. Well, even from the time I got into the business, I used to tell people that they would stay in their house average five to seven years. Depends on what article you were reading and what part of the country you live in. And with Rochester, it tended to be on the shorter side because people come four years for medical school leave or four years for residency or three years for fellowship or whatever. So lots of coming and going. So that really kept that number on the lower end. But even here, you know, it's moving up now. And some of those people have left Rochester but kept their house Mm. as a rental because they're getting such high rents here. So there's a lot of that. You know, like, okay, I'm buying a bigger house, but I'm not going to sell mine. I'm going to keep it as an investment. Okay. So and that's another thing. What is the, is it churn? Is that the term you use in the marketplace when you have the, you know, the older generation selling their home and moving into, a, you know, downsizing a condo, townhome, retirement center, whatever it is, and then that frees up that house that they raised their family in to have another younger family move in and then that frees up another an apartment and but if if that's but if it starts to change because somebody decides okay now i'm no longer a resident now i have a staff position i'm going to move up to a more expensive house and even though i could sell this one and make a really good profit on it geez maybe i'm gonna take my chances and see if that increase keeps going up 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 because i bought this house for two hundred thousand four years ago and i can sell it for 300 now geez if i keep it for a couple more years and rent it i can make some rent money and maybe i can sell it for 350 so there's a lot of that so um but i will tell you something that has kind of thrown a wrench into that and that is the whole eviction moratorium that came with um covid because people who own that house and count on that rent to make that um monthly payment and now all of a sudden people can not pay their rent and don't and can't be evicted that can really mess it up i know people that that's happened to well yeah i'm going to tell you that the majority of the nation's landlords are individual investors i think it's something like out of the 1.7 million properties or i mean yeah like out of 17 million properties i think 2.3 million are private investors yeah. So. Well, it's so yeah. attractive. So it's a- exactly the reason you described. It's so attractive to have that that gain in asset value while at the same time generating income. It's. But you want to know what's scary? Of those 17 million properties, according to the U.S. Census, more than six million renter households are behind on rent. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not. 
I mean, geez, you can't help it. If you've lost your job and you don't have income, you can't pay your rent, right? But if um, it's just easy for them to not pay it, and now the owner has to still make their mortgage payment, and I know there's some relief on that end, too, like they can tack it onto the back, and I mean, I'm not certainly not going to get political on you because that's not where I'm if, going with well, this at all. Everybody knows it's a mess. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is a mess. And Caused by the so, pandemic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And out of everybody's control, right? So now we have to try to continue to weather the storm and we will get through it and there will be sunnier days on the other end. I mean, I'm sure of it. I am too. And uh, I think everything we're seeing out there shows reason for optimism. Especially Correct. especially where we live. <laughs> Correct. Especially. Well, I know, yeah, I will not complain about anything. I feel like, um, you know, we were hit very mildly by COVID in our region, in our county, in our city. And doesn't mean nobody got sick. It no. doesn't mean nobody died. But our numbers were very low and our medical care is exceptional and our our economics stayed pretty good, right? I mean, there was a scare with Mayo, but it bounced back fast, and well, I mean, way faster than they even anticipated. Yeah, so we've we've been um, very blessed compared to other parts of the country yep. with this whole COVID mess. That's for sure, right. and it certainly has not affected our real estate market or our um, livelihood in any way, shape, or form. Well, we have been chatting about a lot of stuff today: um, the current state of the market. Um, rental properties, investment properties. If you want to, if somebody wants to get a hold of you to talk about any of these things, listing their home, for example, how do they get a hold of you, Robin? Well, I would love to help any way I can. You have any real estate related questions, please reach out to me. If you want to buy a sell, buy a house, sell a house, or just have questions, I'm happy to answer. I always answer my phone unless I'm talking to somebody else. And my cell phone number is 507-259-4926. All right. I'll wave at you from uh, during the parade, Robin. All right. Sounds great. <laughs> Talk See you to you later. next week. Robin Gwaltney, right. Group Remax Results here on Newstock 1340. Care. ROCAM and 96.9 FM.
Mayo Clinic. The following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, it's Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. And of course, it's time for our weekly chat with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? I am doing pretty good. I love this summer weather. So, and it's Rochester Fest. Have you been down and, <laughs> and taken part of any of the festivities? Uh, that is kind of on today's agenda for later on. Oh, good. If you so. watch the parade, I'll wave at you. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So, I've been hearing little whispers out there that maybe things are slowing down a little bit in the uh, the real estate. Oh my market. gosh! Have you been talking to my sellers? I I have um, one particular seller right now. I mean, honestly, the nicest people you've ever met in your life. And the house got listed, and it's a pretty high high ticket price. It's not a cheap house. And day two, they were concerned because we only had one offer, and it was a very very good offer. And I'm like, well, this is the deal. We can only sell it to one person. And they literally wanted to know if we could wait to get into multiple offers because everybody's been, you know, coming to work or putting on Facebook that they had 10 offers or 12 offers or 15 offers. And so now I think every seller thinks that's the status quo. I mean, that's the way it's going to go. And I think what has happened, well, first of all, I think I've mentioned this before, but those first two weeks of June, quiet down. School is finally out. The families can finally hit the road, take a vacation, go see Mount Rushmore camp, whatever they want to do. Um, The kids that are in college have to come home. Parents usually have to take time off to go get them, bring their stuff home for the summer. The kids that are graduating have graduation parties, and you know how that goes. It's a three-month process to get your your house ready to clean and and host, and then nobody even steps foot in it. They stay in the garage. (laughs) But, but, you know, it's a big big undertaking, and especially that first time around, people just, you know, it's it's very time-consuming. And there's summer weddings. There's, you know, showers. There's... Uh, baby showers. There's all that life happens. Legion and baseball. it seems like yeah, and it seems like the <laughs> first few weeks of summer are when that really kicks off. So I think what happens is people are focusing a little bit less on home buying, but it's temporary. It's very temporary. I mean, we see this and then like after the fourth of July holiday, we're right back into, you know, the crazy world. And I'll tell you what, there was a day when a seller got a full price offer on day one. It was like hitting the lottery, <laughs> not not a disappointment. Yeah, it's so, kind of funny our perspectives and how quickly they can change. Yeah. So are we seeing fewer multiple offers? Yes, we are seeing fewer multiple offers. And I think there is, you know, a variety of reasons. The whole summer thing and the timing, but also people are sick of losing. You know, there are buyers out there that have written four and five and six contracts and only to be beat out every time. A person can only take so much. They get to the point where they're like, okay, you know what? I don't think I'm meant to have a house right now. And I think I need to just re, you know, re up my lease for one more year and try this again next year. I mean, it does happen or stay in our smaller house and move up later. That'd be interesting if that statistic could be tracked. I don't know how you could track it. 
because you well, have the you have that one statistic of people who take their homes off the market right for similar right. reasons right exactly i mean people honestly can they don't like to lose and lose and lose it's it's not fun and so now it's it, what is fun is when somebody can actually write a full price offer you know from the buyer's perspective instead of 10k over 20k over 25k over 50k over and actually get it for full price that is amazing but it's sad that it's a disappointment to the seller well you know but this has to happen at some point because the home prices have been steadily rising because of the multiple offers above buying asking price exactly so you make a really good point because this particular house that i'm talking about is it's not underpriced you know it's priced at the right price. So therefore, if we get the right price, that's a win. Right. That's the market And working. I mean, right. And I think that that's what's going to have to happen is people are going to be able to, are going to have to be able to buy high houses for the right price instead of these, you know, crazy over the top prices for things to be able to continue to move forward. Although right now I can see people getting together on a weekend having their social get-togethers and saying, well, I got 15 offers. How many did yeah. you get? <laughs> how, how much over did you get? I mean, when it, becomes, when it becomes a loss for a seller because they only got full price on the first day, uh, that is a sad world. So I, I want sellers out there to understand that if, you're still, if your house is priced right and you're still getting your asking price, that's a victory. It is a victory, and especially if it's happening quickly. And, you know, quickly has a different um, meaning to everyone. But when I told one of my sellers, I said, there were days where you went into listing your house knowing that it was going to take between six and nine months to sell. And they were like, what? And I said, yeah, it, it was a different time for sure. But, I mean, that was when your skills as a listing agent really had to shine. Right. Because you, we had to be able to keep sellers positively thinking and believing and cheering them on that okay you have to keep the house spotless because there's another showing this week and you know i mean it was it was a lot harder process in those days to go and list your house and get it sold than it is now but to be truthful that really wasn't that long ago no it wasn't but for the people who are selling now they're like really that happened i'm like uh yeah that happened and so I said, even when a couple of years ago, when we started selling everything 30 days or less, we thought, wow, right. how long can this last? So, yeah, I mean, is it still a good time to sell your house? Have you missed the market? I actually had one client just email me saying, have we missed the market? Have we missed the selling period? I'm like, oh, my goodness, no. We are still super low on inventory. We have amazingly low interest rates, and the buyers are still out there in full forces. Maybe they're not willing to fight for houses, and they'll let somebody else take this one, and they'll wait for the next one because they feel like that's what it's going to take for the madness to stop. You know, right. I mean, there's uh, it's a certain mindset, I think. It, it, could it be we're plateauing a little bit at this point? Um, I feel like prices are still going up. Okay. But definitely not at the same rate they were for a while there. And thank God. Well, yeah, that's that, good. That's good yeah, news. That would have been crazy. I mean, that was just setting everything up for a disaster. Right. People still need to be able to afford a home, even if they're not making big dollars, right? Everybody needs a place to live and deserves a place to live. 
And I think for the, the folks that you're talking about who might be, I don't know how, like you say, it's unfathomable to me that you'd be disappointed in getting full price offer on the first day. But that three months ago or six months ago, you wouldn't have been asking this price for that house. Right. You're asking exactly. more for it because of what's happened in between. Oh, my gosh. Yes. that's And that's exactly it. And I said, you know, we're pricing these at the tip top of the what they will appraise for. So if we now sell them for that price, this is a huge win. And I mean, they do typically understand it, but it's still hard to swallow if your friend got six offers and 10000 over, you know. But when we're selling houses, it's not apples to apples because each house is different. I suppose that's also, I'm thinking about it as far as stress is concerned, uh, you're probably not going to have to really worry about the appraisal part of this either because things are starting right. to match up. Exactly. Exactly. No, you're so right. So I think they feel better now after a lot of talking through it. But I guess my point is just the fact that that's where the mindset is now, <laughs> that this is a bad thing. You could the key word here is one buyer. You can only sell your house to one, one buyer. Yeah. So we don't need 18 offers to sort through. It's not fun letting 17 parties down. You know, what What the benefit of those offers were is people were getting like the outlandish, we'll waive our inspection, we'll waive the appraisal, we'll pay anything different between the appraised value and the real value. I mean, it was it was kind of reckless. But as sellers, I guess it was... Sweet music to their ears. Okay. And as you pointed out, this we don't know. This could be a temporary pause. Right. Because yep. of the time of the year it is. All right. Exactly. Well, we're chatting with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results, and we'll be back in just a moment here on Newstock 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.